everyone, and welcome back to my podcast, Today in Education. I'm your host, Lizzie Griffin, and we are going to be interviewing an incoming teacher today, someone who is very dear to my heart. She's my roommate. Her name is Laura. She is an elementary ed major, and I am a secondary ed major. So we are going to kind of just give you some insight on what it's like to be a student um, learning how to teach kids, especially in this global, global pandemic. So... The first question I am gonna go over is what it what is being an incoming teacher like? Um, I know from my personal ex- perspective, um, being an incoming teacher is very nerve wracking, especially the fact we're not getting much experience in the classroom. I think Laura could agree. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's been challenging because we haven't been able to interact with kids, um, and it's also we're being introduced to a lot of new concepts such as like maybe doing the ed tpa in our future and and having to learn how to lesson plan extensively like we have to plan 365 lesson plans that's insane (laughs) right (laughs) not looking forward to that not only you have to plan it for how many subjects all the subjects yeah i only have one so i'm an english major she obviously with elementary she has to do Math, science, social studies, history, and I think you have to do PE too, right? No. No? Okay. No. Well. Health. Health, yeah. So there's just a lot to it, and and we're kind of trying to learn how to do that. Do you get overwhelmed? Like, oh, it- for sure. I think the hardest part is, um, you know, we're learning all of this material right now, and just understanding how that's going to apply in the future when we don't really have that experience in the classroom right now since we are in a pandemic. Um, that's definitely the hardest part. Yeah, and I think that's what like our teachers have been trying to prep us for is like, we're just not like, I'm sorry, like you have not been able to deal with any students and, and like you don't get to interact with them or understand what that aspect of teaching is like. And for, for teachers like sometimes that's the main reason you choose to teach is Mm -hmm. those students and and I know like you know my parents their background like my dad is all about students and the pandemic has been super hard on him trying to teach because he just like loves that deep connection with students and I don't even know which I prefer because we haven't had any experience so it's kind of hard to gauge what we're going to be like you know yeah when the pandemic's (laughs) over hopefully um so I kind of wanted to go over a huge thing about my pad- podcast is um, trying to explain to people who don't know what education is like because we all have the misconceptions of like, why are we paying people to watch our kids or like, what do teachers actually do? We don't get paid a lot. We know that. Um, so what is something you think people should know, Laura, about <laughs> what it's like to be a teacher just in this process? Um, well, right off the bat, um, education majors or teachers, or not daycares, um, you know, it's a lot harder to teach a classroom of 30 kids than it seems. Um, I know a lot of people on social media think that we just color for fun, um, but we're actually planning intensive lesson plans. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's very true. I think, I mean, I've sat in on a couple of her classes. That's the fun <laughs> part about having a roommate that she's she gets to watch the little ones but just some of your classes like there's so much more than just like you know that that drawing session you're doing with kids well like how is that benefiting their learning Mm -hmm. and you have to really dive into like the intentionality of of what you're trying to teach them 
even with PE, like everything, we're basically trying to develop humans that are going to end up living in the world and, yeah. and being our doctors and our lawyers. And so it's like, it's really important for us to, to try to cultivate all the, the intellect that they have in them and, and guide them on the right path. Mm-hmm. And also just ensuring that they're meeting all of those standards yeah. and they have the capability of moving on to the next level because although, you know, kindergartners are coloring a lot, what they are doing is preparing them for the next grade. Yeah, and there's more psychological, like, like information in coloring or, like, the facts behind, like, what coloring actually does is mm-hmm. more than just, like, coloring. Like, and that's what I think people don't understand is, like, the simple things is that we think are so easy now are not easy to kids. And, mm-hmm. and especially, I think, as teachers right now, incoming teachers, a thing I'm most worried about is, like, am I going to be able to, like, dumb it down for myself to be able to understand where they're at intellectually so I'm not trying to push them to be where I'm at? Yeah. So, like, because we're teaching them at the level that that they can comprehend at, and so we have to be able to understand our subject or your four subjects as much as possible to be able to teach them it from any perspective that they need because you're also catering to 30-some kids. 30-some kids, and I'm sure if you asked any parent on this planet to take care of 30 kids for six hours a day they would say no yes and they, they also wouldn't be like oh and also you have to teach them like all of these yeah subjects. yeah like oh, you have to sit down with them and be like hey we're gonna write and you're gonna learn how to like write like because i'm in english so like for me it's like oh i we're gonna learn about theme and for some people they're like oh i know what theme is like that's easy and it's like okay well try teaching a sixth grader what theme is mm-hmm. and like thematic statements and going in 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 deep or in depth in that yep Whereas, like, I think parents would be like, oh, like, I mean, you hear those memes on, like, TikTok and stuff where it's, like, your dad trying to help you with math, and it's, like, two plus two is four. And they're like, I don't get it. And then they just scream, two plus two is four. And it's like, yeah, if you were in charge of teaching these little humans, you get in, it's frustrating, like, because you're not, your brain doesn't process at the level that they understand Mm -hmm. that. Yep. So. And that's one thing that I've learned this past year being in the ed program is, Although I'm learning to teach, it's a lot more complex than I thought it was going to be because I'm literally learning how to teach such simple concepts, yet having the capability of teaching a six-year-old, like, place value is just something that I didn't think about. Yeah. I mean, we both took elementary ed math. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and was hard. That was so much harder than we thought it was going yeah. to be because it's like you're not learning just what you're going to teach them. Yeah. You, like I said prior, like you have to understand the whole, like the whole concept as and how as they it, teach it in different ways yeah. that the student doesn't understand. Because it's not every student's going to be like, oh, I get it. Like one and one equals two and then add two more that equals four like some of them their brains works like almost harder like I know as a kid I I was the person that like did things harder because Mm -hmm. it just made more sense to me and my teachers would be like that's not the way I taught you and it's like yeah well that's the way I learn and and we're trying to be like you know we learned about UDL universal design um Learning. of learning and and being able to cater to like all students mm-hmm. and I think that's something that I didn't necessarily experience as much in my schooling mm-hmm. like experience because I wasn't that student who matched like everyone else like I didn't I didn't go at the same pace I didn't understand at the same pace and I think that's the hardest part about becoming a teacher is like you're not teaching one one way to do something yeah. you're not teaching like 
to the same intellect, the same minds you are teaching to several yep. and and you need to adapt the way you teach to fit everyone yep. and if you're not doing that you're not doing the job of teacher and I think when you have teachers that 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 do that that they don't really adapt to other teachers well those aren't good teachers and that's not what we're trying to do here and I I, I mean how do you think Wazoo does at teaching their teachers you know this semester my professors have been a lot better than last semester I think with you know the barrier of zoom has really challenged professors um but one thing that one of my professors told me this semester was that as teachers we're not just teaching the students we want to teach we're teaching them all and that's just something that i keep reminding myself of and i think that's something that they keep reminding themselves of is that although you know we're 21 and we're taking these courses and we're fully capable of taking them online. They're not just teaching the students that they want to teach. They have to teach all of us. And a lot of us can't sit on Zoom for three plus hours at a time. Yeah. Um, and so having those expectations for younger students is extremely hard. Like right now I'm volunteering in a fourth grade classroom and it's on Zoom. And the way that their schedule is set up is, you know, we do reading in the morning for 40 minutes. And by the end of that time, some of them are so jittery and are having such a hard time staying focused. But just seeing the ways that teachers have adapted and have challenged themselves to find resources to help students, no matter what age you are, has kind of been reassuring in the sense that, you know, next year when we are in the classroom, I'm gonna remember a lot of the things that I have learned, um, you know, both in person and online because the pandemic is not over and we don't really know what it's gonna look like in the fall. Um, so yeah, it's another barrier that we're gonna have to go through, but I think, you know. Yeah, I think I think they definitely have, have tried their best to prepare, mm -hmm. but like, like you said, like, this was new to them, like coming into this, no one, obviously no one expected this pandemic to hit. No yeah. one was like, ah, I predicted it. Um, but like the way that they're teaching us to adapt to these changes is, mm -hmm. is I think very beneficial. And, and, you know, we've been doing lesson plans. Like a lot of what, what being in the ed program is, is like mock lessons and learning how to teach. Um, like I said, to like everyone and with those, mock lessons we're also learning how to do it via online i know mm -hmm. like my technology class we're learning all these new technologies and and learning how we can implement that into our teaching because that's what teachers have to do now like i know that this class you uh do is it is it microsoft teams you use or is it yeah. google classroom microsoft teams. yeah so microsoft teams which i'd never heard of prior mm -hmm. to you know you talking about it and i know like my grandma uses it for her work but like my mom uses google classroom that's what they and then we use zoom and it's like all these different ways that students are now plugged into school via online and it works but it also makes it a lot harder for teachers and i've watched i've sat in on some of your um your class experience and i like it's amazing how teachers can still cater to these students like mm -hmm. they're at home sitting there fidgeting and like like their brain's going crazy and they're asking these funny questions that are like, and, I, and there was an experience we, with that one student that was like, like kind of like, oh, Miss, um, what's your name? Miss Sharp. Miss Sharp. Um, I think you should, um, not do what you planned on doing, but instead do this because I think everyone wants you to look over all their work. And she literally quick read like 
four or five, like maybe even essays. more. Yeah, yeah. essays of on these, the spot. Yeah, on the spot of these fourth graders, and then sat there patiently while this this fourth grader was trying to tell her like how to teach. how to teach, <laughs> and she she didn't like she didn't sit there like, um, you should not be telling me how to teach. I will do my job how I want to, and she's like. Yeah. Oh, I get what you're saying, and we'll be doing that later on in class. I think right now we're going to try to go over this and work for a little bit because we don't have enough time to do that. And it's just like, that's what we're learning. We're learning how to, like, you know those people that irritate the crap out of you and you just yeah. want to be like, ah, like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> like, as teachers, you can't do that. You're stuck yeah. with them for a whole year, and you kind of need to sit there and actually, like, build that relationship with them, and you're not going to do it by being rude. Yep. So it's like being able to patiently actually answer the question and sometimes ignore those behaviors that, like, mm-hmm. they don't necessarily mean to be disrespectful, Yeah. but they kind of do. And you and I, I sat there, and I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I would not it's, take it's, that. Yeah, it's hard not to laugh because some of the comments that these fourth graders make, I'm, it's just funny because the amount of patience that you have to have to teach online – is extremely hard and I mean even with the lessons that we've had to teach online it's so hard to sit there and like when students are not answering or when students are continuously misbehaving how do you reach them when they're in their own homes yeah um like you can't snap your fingers in front of them yeah. and be like Ben pay attention or yeah. like one two eyes on me and they're all all their cameras are off so mm-hmm. you just like you have no idea what they're yeah. doing yeah a lot of the fourth graders tend to say Miss Sharp, um, my computer's not working. I need to shut it off, and I'll come back in three minutes. And she, you know, they go off of Microsoft Teams. They shut their computer down and come back on, and that's just... And that takes a lot of patience. Cause yeah. we're already, like, if anyone knows anything about, like, the teaching community, you know that teachers are asked to do a lot more than the time that they actually are given. Mm-hmm. So the standards you have to meet and the curriculum you have to teach is is very tough to fit into that year or the semester that you have them. And now with Zoom and you're the already t- losing so much yeah. time. Like you lose time in the classroom like yeah. with just distracting conversations or just some some behavioral issues. Mm-hmm. But now you have those behavioral issues but you also have the freedom for students to be like I'm going to shut my camera off and not listen. Yeah, and you have that you have to expect your students to be on the same page. Like for example in the 4th grade classroom, they all have workbooks and Miss Sharp will be like, "Hey, turn to page 205." But not like not knowing if they're actually following along but then having like going over the material and then giving them a quiz and they fail and you're sitting there wondering like what did I do wrong but they're not those 30 kids aren't sitting in your classroom and you're able to see that all of them are on page 205 they're all in their bedrooms you know distracted by so many other things and I think that's what's so scary about being Mm -hmm. that incoming teacher is because we're we're briefly right now kind of navigating the waters of what it looks like to yeah. teach us as like in very COVID. briefly <laughs> yeah like very very briefly like I've had minimal to no experience I'm doing mm-hmm. something in the summer that's going to give me more experience yeah. um both my parents are teachers so I've gotten a little bit of a glimpse and both of them like pretty much hate it it is not a popular mm-hmm. um like asking of teachers right now to be online and I've, I've watched your class and even my teachers just expressing like hey I would really appreciate your cameras on and just like I would really appreciate you being more engaged in this and I know as a student like sometimes I wake up and I'm like I just don't want to yeah. because we're also knowing that we're like isolated and confined and we're going to enter in the school when kids are, are starting to be able to get back in yeah. imagine that energy that's going to be like 
just like zooming in in those classrooms because like I haven't seen my friends I haven't been in a classroom what is it like I don't remember and mm-hmm. like so that's we're also trying to navigate how to learn about that too and it's just it's just an experience it's, yeah because at the same time asking your students to turn on their camera might not seem like a big ask mm-hmm. but the fact that like you know the majority of my classes don't have their cameras on because it's so exhausting during like the pandemic like that is a big ask yeah and so but it also makes me reflect on like how does the professor feel like they must be exhausted yeah. too but I think that's true like you really get to know we get to know from the student side being a student what yeah. it's like for them and also now trying to be a teacher and understanding that perspective mm-hmm. all right Laura I have one last question um and then we're gonna kind of conclude this lovely episode um what are you most afraid of for being a teacher um I think I'm afraid of a lot of things. I think, you know, this past year and a half being in a pandemic and starting block when the pandemic hit, I think that I've I've missed out on all of my advanced practicum and the experience that I have gotten the last two weeks has not been much. Um, I think what I'm most nervous for is just going into a classroom with a bunch of, you know, students. Like if I'm teaching first grade or second grade, most of their schooling has been online. So like you were talking about earlier, like their first year in a classroom, they're going to be crazy. They're not going to know how to act. They're not going to know how to like, you know, single file be a po- yeah. be a polite classmate yeah. who's contributing contributing to a community respectfully. And so having to think about that, like I can't expect these 7 and 8 year olds to know what they're doing in a classroom. Like I really have to get on their level and understand and so I think it's going to take a lot of patience and a lot of patience that I might not have (laughs) entirely yeah um yeah yeah I love that I mean I think my fears may be a little different because my kids are older and Mm -hmm. I've experienced a lot with that kind of age group mine's lesson plans over and over like I just I, I it's hard to fathom how many lesson plans you have to write and how structured you need to like I'm a planner at heart, but even preparing for 365 days just makes me want to, like, poop my pants a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. All right, guys. Um, So, that is the conclusion of our lovely interview with Laura. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Anytime. It's nice. (laughs) You're so conveniently here. Um, So, please stay tuned for our next episode. I think we'll be moving our way up to maybe a more experienced teacher, um, getting to know what it's like to actually be a teacher. So, I can't wait to see you then. And if you're interested, um, like this and maybe subscribe. I don't really know how how you do that. But I'll see you next time. Bye.